pretty nerds. 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 Hi guys, welcome back to the Pretty Nerds podcast. This is your girl Fallon Deanne, and this is your girl Nay. Hey, how's everything been going? Uh, pretty good. Aside from this rain, ugh. And it's only been raining for what, like two days, and I'm already over it. Like, don't nobody want to deal with this damn rain. <laughs> I hate rain. Basically, and it's, it's unseasonal at that because, like, it's hot as fuck outside, but yet it's raining, but yet it's supposed to be like fall, winter. Like, shit's weird. What about yourself? Yeah, everything is to just slow motion. Oh, man. Okay. So everything's going pretty good? Oh, yeah. Everything is good on my end. I, yeah. Just in the house, board, board in house. <laughs> well, new mommy dumb, you know. Yeah. Gotta get used to it. I'm ready for him to be like four months. Like in it, because it's like, okay, you start to being able to play and all it. Like he don't play with no toys. He don't like none of their rocks. <laughs> so he basically but, just look at your ass all day. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I want you to play with your toys. You have all these, like, mats and all this stuff that lights up and moves. And he just like, this ain't it, chief. Give me up now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's cute. You and babies. Love it. <laughs> um, all right. So let's go ahead. We got quite a few things to get to today. So let's go ahead and jump into this week's Hot Topics. We don't really have any, like, quick, quick hitters. So I guess we can just start. Let's start with, I don't even think there's any happy news, let's be honest. I'm trying to look and see from the hot topics we wrote. I don't see any happy news. The only thing that is remotely happy, should it make me laugh, it was funny. Um, John Wall, he was doing an interview on television for a sports show and at the same time he was multitasking and playing his a good hand of spades apparently and it was so funny because you can see him do his bid and everything i'm like (laughs) 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 that's what's up but my favorite part of the whole thing was like he really he wasn't fucking he wasn't fucking playing about his spades game no for real because you could tell like people the dude asked him a whole question he over there give me four give me, give me four and then he was like oh, oh I'm sorry can you repeat that can can you repeat that <laughs> I was like he not gonna play with <laughs> but yo he looked like the scorekeeper too though that was the weird thing I was like so you doing an interview play face and you gonna be the scorekeeper. <laughs> Oh, it was a great moment. I personally enjoyed it. Like I said, I needed that laugh. It was good to see John Wall with a good classic. Appreciate you, bro. (laughs) And again, that's pretty much the only funny or good thing that we got on the list. We can jump straight into the foolishness. Both Ice Cube and 50 Cent out here making themselves look like plum D fools. 50 Cent, I mean, shit, I ain't surprised by it. You know, that's Curtis Jackson for you. But he officially announced that he is endorsing President Donald Trump for president because um, he doesn't believe as a wealthy person he should have to pay high taxes, so. But I guess my issue that I have with, like, with it is that you make more than the average person. And let's just be honest. I do think that there's a way for you to be a millionaire, even a multimillionaire without getting over on people. But that when it comes to that exuberant amount of money, you stepped on some people. And we know damn well 50 Cent has stepped on some people to get where he is. I'm like, so when you think about, you know, Jeff Bezos, all them people, bro, you literally stepped over people stepped on people still stepping on people to get where you are you're taking resources from poor countries and all of this stuff so i'm like what what's wrong with you paying your part what do you think you're supposed to pay because a lot of y'all think y'all supposed to pay zero whereas you have people that are making way less than you are 
paying more money than you are. So what do you think you're supposed to pay? Do you think your charity donation, when you feel like it should be enough to cover, like, I I don't understand. Like, I don't know. Girl, listen, it boggles my mind because I think to myself, I make way less than that. And I pay a good grip to the IRS, okay? They take a good grip, good chunk of money from me in the thousands range. Right. From me every goddamn year. And I don't make damn near anywhere near what 50 Cent is out here making. So he can kiss my ass if he expects me to feel away. Because and you like, finna get taxed higher. Fuck y'all. Last year was the first year, I think, in like eight or nine years, I got a refund and it was $600. And it was, we got a refund because I was married. If uh-huh. we weren't married, give me my money. IRS, run me my coins. And just to think about it, like the average person, we don't get any type of reprieve or anything like that and they come after average people about their money every year where you get people that are like multi-million hundreds of millions of dollars that they have and they just go and be like oh i I did this loophole right that ain't really a fucking loophole just say you got over like i don't know that like but i didn't expect anything big from 50 and like we've always said that most of the celebrities that we you know, listen to, they vote by their tax bracket. Yeah. Um. So I wouldn't expect anything different from them. It's like, shit, I don't want to pay fucking taxes. I don't want to pay taxes as an average American. So I'm like, but it's something that has to be done. And listen, the people that took up for Ice Cube, I'm like, I get it. But what gets me about it, though, is the fact that literally I said we sit and we see people bitch and complain about Trump releasing his tax returns only for him to release them. And he only paid, what, like seven hundred dollars. And we see people pitching the goddamn fit. Y'all going ham. Y'all going crazy. We see y'all called um, Jeff Bezos everything from the devil to this and that because of which by the way he do be getting over he do treat people like dirt the people at Amazon do not get paid nearly enough for what they do and the fact that Amazon every year plays zero dollars in fucking taxes is absolutely atrocious and ridiculous but again we see y'all throwing stones at him but 50 cent bitches and complains about how he don't want to pay 62% tax or whatever the fuck the tax is that will be for, you know, the people who make over however much amount that it that they put up for in those couple of states or whatever like that. And I literally see people who ain't even close to that tax bracket in there caping for him, talking about, yeah, he right, he right. That's why we got to vote for Trump. Who's we? Nigga, that doesn't even apply right. to you. Like, <laughs> I don't even understand the y'all process of thinking at all. That's what I understand. Be like, so you know where you are now. You're going to be having most of that responsibility. So I'm trying to figure out they're one percent. So it's like I, I I don't get it. Like you say, it's like, and I really think it's people mentality of okay, one day I'm gonna get there. So. I'm going to vote like one day I'm going to get there and be like, you ain't going to never make it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, right. but, the thing, but the thing that really like fathoms my mind is like, like you said, they're the one percenters. If they not get, and my thing is, we know the IRS going to get their money. So if they not getting it from them, who the fuck y'all think they going to get it from? Right. Our asses. You know what I mean? Like vote in the interest of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are y'all out here voting for or, or going off of what these celebrity people said? Like I told y'all asses last week, they kids don't go to the same schools as ours. They don't live in the same neighborhoods as us. You know what I mean? They are not invested in the same interest as us. So why would you vote based on them? And there are so many loopholes for them. So when you think about... Oh, they paying 
they probably that year made ten million dollars and only paying sixty two percent on two million. That's eight million. That you know what I'm saying? Like just hypothetical numbers. Not saying that that's actually what it is, but they're not paying sixty two percent on every penny that they made because of tax loopholes yep. and write offs and all of this bullshit that they take advantage of that we don't even get the opportunity to take advantage of because what I think one year when I filed taxes, they were like, you can only do one or the other. And I can't, I can't remember what deduction I was trying to get, but just to think that we have to, even when it comes down to like your school deduction. Okay. Well, either you can apply this credit or this one, but you can't do both. Right. Whereas they got loopholes where they applying for this credit. It's the same damn thing, but they apply for it twice. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, Y'all keep listening to 50 Cent Dumbass. Exactly. Exactly. Y'all keep listening to these dumb folks. And speaking of that, let's jump into Ice Cube. I, look, I I was confused by the whole thing. Essentially, someone from the Trump campaign tweeted out that Ice Cube helped them with the plan, um, which basically the way the Trump campaign painted it was, as if he, you know, was endorsing President Trump. It's the the way that they continue to paint it. He then goes on to say that, no, that is not the case. He didn't endorse any candidate, but that he proposed a plan. He supposedly took it to both candidate, uh, both campaigns, and that Trump was the only one who was willing to communicate with him, which we now find out that from the Biden campaign, the black woman, I cannot remember her name, who's basically like the senior coordinator for Heart, his um, heart Plan. You, you got her name? I felt like, oh, hold on, I'm going to get it. I know it's not Rachel. I don't know why I feel like it's Rachel, but I don't think it's Rachel. I can't remember yeah. either. Simone. I can see, I could like see her face right now. Too, I can't remember. It's Simone, but let me get her. There it is, Simone. That's it. I don't know her last name. But Simone is definitely correct. Yeah, Simone Sanders. Yeah. Okay. So Simone Sanders, um, she basically showed that she not only acknowledged and reached out to him about it, but wanted to kind of see, and that was way back. And she said it was what, back when he first started talking about the plan? Because, you know, as we all know, because people, when it comes to these elections, they like to throw out facts that they don't like to actually pay attention um, back when the whole Biden announced he was running and there was all these questions about him, the crime bill, what he was going to do for black America, um, when Diddy and all of them was up there talking about holding votes hostage and whoopity whoopity woo, he released his plan for, you know, plan for black America and the bullet points then. And when people were saying it wasn't enough, that's when Ice Cube was talking about this platinum plan that he supposedly put together and Simone reached out to him and was like okay well what you got you know what I mean and apparently I guess maybe there was no connect he didn't reach back you know I don't know but whatever it is the stories ain't making sense all we know is is that the Trump campaign does what the Trump campaign does with all black people is as soon as they catch fire that a black person is endorsing them voting for him whatever they posted their picture all over social media and 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 on Fox News to say, hey, look at this. This black person supports me. You should, too. Right. But anyway, go ahead. That's why I, I was like, you, I know people were like, you know, Ice Cube ain't a fool and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he technically got played for a fucking fool because it'd be different if the Trump administration showed that in the past they were willing to work with the African-American community or people of color, Black people, it'll be different if they showed that. He has not in four years showed that he's willing to do any work with our community. None. So I'm like, the only work that he has called for is quote-unquote law and order, and we know what the fuck that means. Additional policing, um, military force, you know, standby, all that bullshit. So we know what that means. I'm like, he has not shown. I'm like, that's just like Ice Cube is another Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey, oh, I was meeting with him for, you know, housing development and all that. And then he go and nominate Ben Carson as the secretary of housing that has absolutely no business being over housing. None. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you, he has not shown 
that he's going to work with the African-American community. So what are you meeting with him for or meeting with his administration? He hasn't shown it. And he always, just like what his son got on there and done, is they photoshopped the image with Trump 2020 on you and 50 Cent. Had, I mean, with you and 50 Cent. Because y'all played y'all stuff and he literally played in y'all fucking face. Yeah. Of course he's gonna be like, Oh yeah, I'm a I'ma meet with him or I'm listening to your platinum plan and then you give it to him, he gets a black staffer to write and be like, Oh, you know, fifty cent, you know, or not fifty cent, ice cube, this and this and that. So now you on the assumption, oh, he met with him and this is gonna happen. Ain't shit gonna happen. Hypothetically, if Trump wins come November, nothing's gonna happen. And right. when did we get all of this? I guess all this hope now for a white person or a white president doing anything for black people because Ice Cube fit with him. Listen. Somehow now it's supposed to be different. Right. And did you did you happen by any chance to actually look at Ice Cube's plan? I didn't. Well, I will say that I checked it out and I'm I'm trying I'm trying to understand what you what's so like I don't know different about it or what's so like you know what I mean like revolutionary about it that you feel like that that's the reason that I should place my vote with somebody who's a known white supremacist who supports white supremacy you know what I mean like I you gotta you gotta make shit make sense to me I didn't even look at it because it's not that I didn't want to. I just, I'm not going to lie. I didn't take it serious. I don't because I'm like, it kind of went out the door to me when it's like, oh, I met with, you know, the Trump administration to go over this. And I'm like, it's so close to the election. And even when, you know, he was like, well, the Democrats didn't want to meet with me. And, or they was like, after the election, it's true. After the election, what, what are we supposed to do now before the election? Right. Like, I'm, like being flat out honest and being like open to different thoughts where people like well they say after the election uh duh we very close to election it's in three weeks facts and it's i'm like technically the last vote for anything should have been in september yeah the only thing that they're voting on now is the stimulus and trying to get this judge through the door i'm like those are basically emergencies but technically, they shouldn't be voting for anything right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and though, and, and those the things that they are voting on should also play a factor into, you know, helping you decide where you want to lean your vote. The fact that they're rushing through this judge process just to get a judge in, uh, you know, the fact that you know we're seeing the 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 hold up with the stimulus and people them holding that stimulus package until after quote unquote the election but yet you can't hold and wait for a judge to to put the judge in until quote unquote after the election you know what I mean like those different type of things should be what you are fundamentally looking at when you decide to make your decision to cast your vote not what so what some celebrity says or what some celebrity does or who who they endorse so moving on from that's kind of staying in the politics range, but not American politics. Currently are seeing over in Nigeria, um, I think that if you've been on social media, you've probably seen a couple of the the hashtags for NSARS. Basically, it's similar to, you know, what's going on here in the United States. Um, Black people are experiencing police brutality, brutality at the hands of um, the government and police within Nigeria. Um, it's right now, it's looking almost just like seeing some of the images. The, the Obviously, the Nigerian people are attempting to peacefully protest, but we're seeing with the Nigerian government, they're cutting cameras. Um, we're hearing some, I'm hearing some horrendous reports from, you know, um, protesters being shot in the street, attacked in the streets, by, you know, governments, the government and, you know, by the, obviously the police force. So, you know, all you can say is prayers to Nigeria and, you know, and support the cause, you know? Yeah. 
Um, that's the same thing. And I even saw like they wouldn't let emergency vehicles through to even, you know, get people help. So I, I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't know. Well, it feels like a global thing that we're actually seeing now with the coronavirus that like how inadequate and how the government is really treating people. And not saying that we didn't see it before, but I think now it's like we are literally sitting down and watching like we have literally no help. We're out here doing this shit on our own. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, you're dealing with like police brutality, state sanctioned, you know, murders. So yeah, I've seen like a lot of, and I will say, of course, you know, if you want to donate to the cause, always try to look for people with their feet on the ground. Um, I don't like giving to big organizations because all the money does not make it and even like less than half makes it to the actual people that it's intended for. Um, I follow like some really good people, Jackiana, um, you know, celebrities like Jaden, um, Yvonne, I don't know how to say her last name, but she plays Molly on Insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, all those people, um, I really tuned in. Of course, they are Nigerian. You have Burner Boy. Um, they have a lot of resources of how you can donate, where you can donate. Um, and you see a lot of images on their page that's just like horrendous. Um, like you said, like it's just, it's heartbreaking. And we dealing with our only uh, our own thing here in America, but definitely I feel for our people in Nigeria as well. And it's not just Nigeria. You just see that it's an outcry there. Yeah, absolutely. Just like you said, um, if you are going to donate, you want to help and get involved, make sure you do your research and, you know, uh, you know, before you donate so that you can make sure that the money that you do give is going to the actual people of Nigeria. So I just saw this. Um, this is actually a topic I didn't bring up before, but I just saw this come across. One of the jurors from the Breonna Taylor case um, has spoken. It's the first statement that's made by one of the jurors. It's an anonymous statement. Um, in the statement, it does read that the juror says that they were not presented any evidence or anything other than the three charge wanton charges that were um, that they ag- agreed to indict on um, against uh, against the officer Hankerson, I believe. The juror also goes on to say that the um, they they asked questions, but the prosecutor Daniel Cameron stated that he did not feel that they would be able to get any other type of charges, so he was not presenting any other type of charges to them. Um, the juror says they were never explained to anything about self-defense, about murder, about any, you know, they none of those things that we have heard in other pre-trials, um, other different cases, even different cases um, that we've seen play out in the media. None of that evidence, information, any of that was given to the jury to make an adequate decision in, in that ruling in that case. So. Just all around disgusting. Yeah, and I can definitely believe it because I think from what they were putting out, this was his first, or would have been like his first like high profile case. And he has never had a case like this. He went literally, you can basically say like he jumped the ranks. He went from like almost, I don't want to say a paralegal because I don't want to, you know, like dumb down his position like that. But he went from like research and then boom, because they were saying that like he is, his wife is related to Mitch McConnell. Yep. So that is correct. Mitch McConnell is his mentor. Yeah. So he kind of like jumped the ranks. And then of course you have this case and yeah. And I, I don't know. I feel for her family because I remember they were saying like the meeting they always came out very good and they were optimistic. And then you get a report, you know, reports come out that damn the officer that was charged, wasn't even charged for killing my daughter. He was charged for the people next door. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. Um, yeah. I wouldn't expect nothing less from him. Right. With that and, it just, and it just has to be heartbreaking because as, 
as this goes on and on and on, we're seeing more and more shit just come out like from the fact that they claim that there was no body cameras to now we're getting footage from after the fact with body cameras, which, which by the way, I appreciate so much to the different media outlets or different people who actually put on their page graphic, please do not view and stuff because we got to stop normalizing watching black people being killed. Like I, we've got to stop normalizing that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to live that trauma. Like that's trauma, man. I don't want to see it. I don't want to live it. So I just appreciate the ones who, are responsible with it and don't just flat out post the video you know what I mean right and that's um I have not I think Philando Castell was the last one that I watched and that was on accident because of what basically happened I think Facebook had just started the thing where the video automatically played right um and I was like what the heck is this and then of course I'm like fuck you know what I'm saying? Before it even got to the point. And I was like, you know what? Just let me keep going. But I had already got to the part of just seeing him being um, killed. And I was like, that just stayed with me. Right. For like weeks. Because it's trauma. You know, it's it's something that we should not normalize. It's something that we should not have to see. I, I even, like, it even broke my heart to kind of read some of, like, the transcripts back where... They were saying that the officer was saying, you know, oh, you know, just walking over her body, like shit like that, like that shit fuck with me. And I didn't even watch the video. So I can't even imagine like the people who had to watch that and like the feelings that they had to feel. And then on top of that, thinking about her family and the feelings that they had to feel to know that y'all literally just watched her, you know, watch her bleed out and die. Yeah. And walked over her lifeless body like she was nothing. Like, disgusting. And you didn't give her any help. Like, you had an opportunity to at least give her help where I think it probably would have been life-saving. And you didn't even do that. Yeah. Just all around sad and just, ugh. I don't know. I just hope, I hope that, and I, 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 I guess I shouldn't get my hopes up but I do hope that there is some type of at least a special prosecutor or something something that comes of all of this because her family deserves better yeah you know Um, I wonder if they could I don't know would it be could it be passed on to somebody else it's I don't know if that would even be possible because they technically haven't been tried I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, I mean, I'm assuming it can because I actually saw um, recently where they said that special prosecutor has been brought in and they're reopening the case for Oscar Grant. Okay. So I feel like if they could do that, because in the, the officer who was involved in that actually was prosecuted and I think even served was it two to three years, if that long? I don't know, a couple of months maybe um, on manslaughter charges. So I feel like if they can go back and revisit and open that, then in this case where there wasn't even a jury trial, I'm assuming a true jury trial, I'm assuming that they could, if a special prosecutor is brought in, drum up actual charges and decide to take it to trial and prosecute. So, who knows? It's again, it's still kind of a wait and see with that situation. You want to talk about because we've seen some. Well, I you saw one episode of Red Table, and I saw another episode of Red Table. So let's start with the the one with Willow Smith, where she was talking about her and her brother. Yeah, I saw a portion of it where she was saying that they didn't. Her and Jaden felt like. They were shunned by the black community because they were different. I don't, the thing that I have, I guess, with this whole being shunned by the black community because I'm different is because I guess I would have to see them in that environment to see what happened. Because a lot of times we see children, like when I think about growing up and you know those, you saw those children, it, they, they had like a complex of, 
you know, I'm almost better than you. So I, I don't know. I can't like I like them now, but also, like I said, I would just have to see them in the element. It's like, OK, you have and I think we have to get past that. Oh, I was shunned or put out because you have, I guess, like in a black community, you have jokes. And people, you know, take whatever and make fun of it or whatever. Like my chin is long. So I got the whole, you know, J-Lo chin and, oh, you know, you quiet and blah, you know, like, so things like that. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I can feel it, but I'm like, I also know black people that are quiet, that are, you know, have different type of hair, you know, piercings or whatever that fit in. And they just, listen, I'm black and that's it. Right. And you have other black people that have different color hair and then it's like, you know, I'm the only black friend and I'm better than, you you know, other Negroes. So, and then that's how you are treated by black people. It's like, okay, well, you know, you're going to be better than us. Then you be over there and be better with us by yourself. Yeah. I think with this instance, I can see the different viewpoints and the different sides of it. So I feel like Willa, I don't feel like they were ever shunned. Let's, let's, let's go there. I don't think they've ever been shunned. I think that if we're being completely honest, I feel like they, you know, because they are celebrity kids, they kind of treat celebrity black kids great. Whereas, you know, maybe we don't treat regular black kids. Great. But anyway, that's whole nother story. But anyways, I don't think they ever were like shunned. That's one thing. I do think that Willow holds a point because I think that in the black community, anytime you're a little different, you get, you know what I'm saying? people look at you strange like I've been the nerdy girl the quiet girl you see how people clown um Michael B. Jordan because he admitted he liked anime like so you know the different people who you know I I told you I was afraid to tell people that my guilty pleasure song was um is uh Iris by um the Goo Goo Dolls so like I mean you you get those different experiences Um, so people, so I can get where she's coming from, where definitely sometimes when you are different from what the quote unquote stereotype, which is sad, when you are different from the quote unquote stereotypes of what people perceive to be black, then yeah, you, you can feel different, I guess. Um, but I don't feel like, you know, shunned is the appropriate word because like you said, there are jokes you know, we do have a good time. So I, I don't think it's ever shunned, but you definitely do feel a little different. You, d- you definitely feel like you stick out a little bit or you feel a little awkward. But I don't think shunned is appropriate. I do think with Jaden, on the other hand, I think that that has more to do with, and again, it's something that the Black community runs from, is uh, the, the homophobia that runs rampant in black culture and in 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 the black community period because Jaden you know wore skirts or dresses because he um has said you know he said things like Tyler the creator is my boyfriend and things of that nature I think that that's why people treated him different or people looked at him different that that is a deeper conversation in my opinion that goes beyond being shunned or being different or being a little awkward um, however you want to put it, that goes, like I said, goes to speak on the homophobia that runs rampant within our community that for whatever reason, we continue to kind of push to the sidelines and refuse to address. That I agree with. Um, yeah, I would definitely say like, yeah, you're per- like, I appreciate like your perspective um, about you know, them just, the celebrity kids being treated different. So if you're treated different and people notice that you're being treated different, right? Um, that makes a difference in how, you know, you're treated, unfortunately. But kids notice that difference as well. Like, and it's probably not like a small difference. It's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, 
of how the mo- the room moves when you know you're in it and then you have other children that are like okay this doesn't happen for me um and like you say even with the Jaden thing it's just well not just because it's, I don't want to make light of it is that a lot of it is homophobia and it's like oh you know and he hasn't really I don't know what our fascination is and I'm not gonna say that it's just black people it's in general where people are fixated well is he gay or is he not gay well what does it matter to you Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, that is a question that ponders in my head all the time. Whenever uh, the subject of people's sexuality comes up, why the I never as as a person, I never spend my time worried about anybody else's bedroom and what they do in it and who they choose to love and spend time with. I, that's not a fixation that I have. So why do so many of y'all give a fuck? Like it could, it boggles my mind. Yeah, that's what I was like, because I noticed like a lot of people like, so is he gay? Is he not gay? But I'm like, does it matter? Because I mean, even if he gay straight or whatever, you don't have a chance with him nine times out of ten. So what are you concerned about? Exactly. Child, look, I don't, you preaching to the choir because I don't get it. <laughs> I don't I'm like so if you're a, a straight man like why should it matter to you because you don't want him either way right or am I missing something listen listen the questions we have <laughs> sticking to the red table talk so I actually just seen um some clips from the one upcoming i don't know if it's the upcoming one or if it just played with amber rose where she was talking about they were talking about consent and um they asked for her story her personal story in dealing with consent and in it she talked about how she was in a relationship for two years and how she wanted to end the relationship she told her partner she wanted the relationship that you know she wanted to end the relationship and her partner then went on to basically force her into sleeping with him i just thought it was something that in my opinion is really impactful and something that needs to be talked about and brought up more because a lot of times when it comes to consent it's it's almost like a dirty little secret that people don't like to talk about because they think that because you're in a relationship that consent is, you know what I mean, is automatically like applied. You know what I mean? Like you, because that's my spouse or the person that I'm in love with or whatever, whatever, that that just automatically means that sex is a given. Like you don't have to ask my permission for it. And so I think that it's an important topic and something that needs to be discussed more because regardless of whether we're in a relationship or not, consent still fucking applies and that's what like i feel like in relationships people feel like they have a blank check or something where it's like okay if i want it i should always be able to you know have access to it and i did see like a preview of it so i again like you said i don't know if it's already aired or it's coming up um i did see a preview and she was saying even in her interview she was saying you know, I've, I've had consensual sex with this person many times before. And it's just like that one time that really that fucks with you. It's like, bro, why would you do that? And then the way that anyway, it's wrong. But she was saying like he just, you know, tore her clothes off. And it's like, how effed up is that? Exactly. And this was a person that you spent two years of your life with who you're were supposed to be in love with definitely so that was really i don't know that was it was just saying that preview i'm like oh right just hate it yeah but again it's, it's it's something that i really i feel like we got to normalize and we got to have start having conversations around and about because from from what we are learning you know, here in 2020 is that a lot of people really, which is sad, but a lot of people really don't understand the concept of consent. And that's just the honest to God truth. Like some of the comments and things that I read from people, some of the the ideals that a lot of people have, a lot of y'all really don't fucking understand 
the concept of consent at all. And it's it's a conversation that I think that as parents, as adults, as just human beings, we got to start having way, way, way more clearly. Definitely. Um, and, and I think that's a lot of where victims have this guilt because it's like, you know, well, I did go over there late. And like, so you could have went over there at 2.30 in the morning. Did you say yes? You have that still right to be like, hey, I don't want this. Exactly. Um, marriage. You are you still have the right to be like, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I definitely um, again, I don't know. I didn't see the whole episode. And like you said, I don't know if it was a preview or not. I just saw those the little clip or whatnot. But if it is a full ep- well, I know it's going to be a full episode. If it is out, I'm definitely going to probably check it out. I might come back um, with some more from that episode for you guys. So just be looking looking forward to that on upcoming shows. Moving on from that. So I saw an interview with Taraji P. Henson. She was on The Breakfast Club, and she confirmed that her relationship with her fiancé is over, that they decided to end the engagement. But the part that I found the most interesting was her talk about how past traumas kind of played an impact in deciding to end the relationship. And it was something that I wanted to bring up again, because I feel like it is, again, another one of those stigmas or conversations that like when we do do relationship talks and marriage talks and things of that nature it's a lot of things that are I guess I guess taboo that people just don't discuss and past trauma is one of them I definitely that part I do agree with um and I think a lot of times because we feel like that's why I hate that phrase I turned out fine right most of the time you didn't turn out fine and you don't know until you get to a point where you do maybe sabotage a relationship that, you know, could have been better had you did some of that internal work without saying, you know, I turned out fine or I'm okay. And like I say, you're really not okay. You have anger issues. Um, Sometimes we trauma bond because we share the same trauma with another person, you know, and then it's a whole toxic thing at that point. So I definitely... I can see it happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But definitely, like I said, it's just definitely something that I saw interesting um, to to kind of see on there. And I think that that's something that we also, I think we can probably save it for like another show to bring up in the relationships where we talk about where you mentioned trauma bonds, because that is something that I do see a lot of frequently people who bond over trauma and attempt to build relationships on that. I feel like that's a slippery slope man but anywho um jumping right from that i also see here that now this one is kind of interesting so i saw that you remember a while it was a while back where we were talking about that billionaire who said that he was going to pay the um student loans off for all of the grads at morehouse well unfortunately um it has come out that that same gentleman has now admitted to tax fraud. So the question obviously on all everybody's mind is, will those student loans still be getting paid? I would think not, but I could be wrong. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, mm, oh, yeah, no, nah, I definitely, $140 million? No, nah, I just want to <laughs> Google <laughs> I just want to Google him. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't see it happening. And especially if it's not going to help with the tax bill. So I yeah. Mm-hmm. I but hopefully for their sake, I don't know. I want them to still be able for it to still happen. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. It ain't looking too good. It ain't looking yeah. too good. But he's a billionaire, so hopefully I don't know. Yeah. Look, it's a whole mess all the way around. Is there anything else? Because I'm looking at our list. I don't see anything else. I feel like I might have missed something, though. I feel like there's a topic I missed. Did I miss anything? Nope. I think we we got everything. Everything. All right. So 
let us then, if we have finished with our hot topics, let us go ahead and jump into the relationship portion of the show. So my question this week is less of relationship and more of a lifestyle question. And it's actually something that I saw posed on uh, one of the readings I was doing on one of the little websites I was on. And it says that in recent years, we've seen that the celebrity snapback photo has become kind of the popular thing or something that occurs. Like literally, you see a celebrity who announces they gave birth yesterday and then like the next day they pop up with their quote unquote snapback photo. So the question that was posed is, do you think that that places abnormal kind of pressures on, you know, regular everyday women to kind of snap back quickly? Um, I can see it being that way because you're like, you know, I'm a mom, she's a mom. If she get back right, then I should be able to do the same thing. And I don't think we take into account that, like, this person has a nutritionist, um, you know, a trainer, a cook, whereas average everyday moms are kind of doing it themselves. Right. Um, and you have made way more responsibilities as well because you, I mean, even when it comes down to just, you know, a luxury of having a person that does your laundry, clean your house, where you can kind of focus on yourself more. Um, average women don't have that. Um, having a night nurse makes a difference that you're able to risk because, of course, risk plays into weight loss and making sure that you're good mentally and physically and all of those things. I can, like, I can definitely see the pressure. Me personally, um, I didn't feel any pressure far as, well, I was, I'm, I'm lying. I did because I'm like, okay. I've seen people saying that, you know, they've lost, you know, this amount of weight when they left the hospital, but it wasn't so much as from celebrities. It was like just other moms as well. Like, oh, when I left the hospital, I had already dropped 10 pounds. Oh, and I'm like, okay. I left the hospital. I was the same weight before I went into the hospital. I'm like, yo, I'd have had a whole baby. You know, he was almost eight pounds, all the liquid that they say you're supposed to lose. And this was, it, it weighs five pounds. So I'm like, why am I not 13 pounds lighter? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I definitely understand that pressure. And then we, like I said, you get on, you know, Instagram and you're like, how the fuck she get abs? <laughs> and I was sitting over here like, how long does it, I had a real live Google, like, how long does it take your uterus to shrink? Because I'm like, something's still wrong with my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't, yeah, I, I like, I definitely understand it now. Because um, at first I'm like, why would people feel pressure to get back down to the size? Of, like, you just had a whole human. And I was, I guess I can say more empathetic when I did have kids, because it's like, okay, now that I have, I'm like, why my body not doing what, you know, I ain't have abs at first, but yeah, my stomach didn't look like this either. So I saw a picture of, is it a Nico heart? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, if you put in the work, it and I'm like, yeah, um, no, nah, sweetheart. Cause some people, you know, like, man, my stomach is still not flat from having a child. Right. Like, it's not big, but it's not flat like it was at first. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah. I would say as a non-mom, I will say that I get it, I gotta give it up to moms because I don't know how if I could like mentally like deal with all of kind of that aspects of going into like I just gave birth to a a whole human being. I have, you know, I'm I'm in you know, relationships. So I have my partner that I also have to deal with the, those type of emotions and all of that. Um, I have to deal with my own mental emotions and I, ide- you know, ideas about my body and how I'm feeling like, and then to consistently have to go and see these other moms. And you're right, you know, with celebrities, they do have nutritionists and they have a lot of extras that a regular, the regular 
of us do not have at our kind of bending wheel when it comes to that whole that whole process so but then to kind of see that and be like well shit she did she you like you said like she just gave birth what two days ago with her stomach already flat like how the did she do that like you know what I mean so like I give it up to moms uh to the moms of today because that's a lot that's a lot of pressure to kind of have on you but also just even from society because I've literally seen other folks like I've seen men and other women and people like comment on it um when women are saying you know just you know just how about we normalize you know not snapping back or you know taking the time to get to know your baby and people like literally attacking them calling them lazy like we saw with Tiamari right where she actually took the time, she said it took her almost 18 months to um, fully drop all of her pre-baby weight and people were calling her everything from lazy, shaming her. Like, so I mean, I I give moms all the credit in the world because it's a lot, man. It is absolute lot. And I ain't gonna front. Um, if I was to be babying it out, I would totally feel that pressure. And I probably be would be like the worst pregnant person ever. Like I would probably be like not seeing it out on nutrition, trying not to gain whatever more weight than would the doctor says is healthy to gain. Like I would be so self-conscious because I'm already like with my weight fluctuations that already aggravates and irritates me and triggers me. Like I just couldn't even imagine like just the excess of it all. So Salute to the moms out there, man. I still stepped on the scale every day while I was pregnant. I know that sounds like, what the fuck were you doing? But I'm like, okay, so I should only be gaining 11 pounds during this whole pregnancy. And then at the end, I think I jumped like 15 pounds. And I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So I'm telling the doctor, I'm like, you know, I gained this amount of weight. She was like, it's fine. You're at the end. You know, it's mostly water. And I'm like, but you know, it's not supposed to happen like this. Um, and I mean, and I think even after you had a baby, your body is different. Like I'm down minus 10 extra pounds from my pre-pregnancy weight. And I'm still like, this don't look like it's supposed to look. So, right. Um, like I definitely, I get where Tia comes from. And I don't know if you remember um, when Iman Sh- uh, Schuper, Schumer, whatever, um, he gave a shout out to Tiana Taylor about, you know, I checked her body three times and it was no stretch marks and people were like, well, that's just him glorifying his wife. And I'm like, it was cringeworthy to me because I'm like, what if she did have a stretch mark? Like, I don't know. Why is it glorified that she don't have a stretch mark after having two babies? Right. And I'm I like, it comes back to genetics as well. Right. I ain't gonna lie. Cause I felt that. I was like, shit, she had two babies and no stretch mark, bitch. I ain't had none. And I got stretch marks. <laughs> <So, laughs> felt that in my chest. Like, damn, it, mom, that hurt me. <laughs> I'm like, um, she just has good genetics for it. I mean, and I'm not going to say good genetics. It's just genetics. She's not predisposed to that. So yeah. there are other women that are in good shape that took care of their bodies during pregnancy. And it, you know, that it just happened. So Yeah. And it took them a little longer. We saw with Cassie, um, she and both her husband talked about how it took her a lot, you know, longer for her body to quote unquote snap back after she had her baby. I think she said it took her a couple of months to even, you know, be able to drop down the pounds and to kind of be comfortable with her tummy again. So, yeah, like you said, sometimes genetics plays a factor in it as well. So what about you? your question for today? So my question is, what would turn you off more in a relationship? A partner who gossips or complains? I'm going to say a partner who complains. Because gossip, like, I could deal with. Because high key, I ain't going to lie. Like, I think that that's probably one of the funs of being in a relationship. Having somebody to be like, 
Now listen, you ain't even gonna believe the shit that just happened. So I mean, like, I feel like y'all would probably get caught up with gossiping together and just laughing amongst yourself at shit that's just crazy because that's what you're supposed to do with your partner um, in life. But somebody who complain all the goddamn time, I would just, I feel like that would be exhausting, you know? So. I would definitely say I would be more turned off by a partner who complains all the time. What about you? I'm the same. Like, the gossip, I live for the gossip. Be like, when my husband comes to ask, he be like, let me tell you what went on at the yard, which is just Jamaica term for house. Be like, what happened? Come and tell me. Like, <laughs> I know people's story that I ain't never even seen their face before. Like, when I get there, he be like, oh, this blah, blah, blah. I be like, oh. So you did person in my head. <laughs> so it's like I live for tea. Like I don't care. That makes for you know good conversation. The complaining shit. That be like I don't want to hear it. Like you ruining my vibe right now. Basically. So I definitely yeah. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. I, like I said, I fully agree with you. I would just be so exhausted by someone who complains all the fucking time. That would irritate the mess out of me. They would get put out real quick. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> all right. So that is all that we have for relationships this week. Let's go ahead and jump into any like new music, books, TV, anything like that. I did listen to um, Trey Song's album. I don't know if it's because I'm just not into Trey like I once was. Like it was okay like i'm not even gonna say okay because some of the songs i like zoned out on and you know how like sometimes you zone out on a song be like damn i missed the whole song let me go back and listen to it again i ain't catch myself wanting to do that yeah i mean and i didn't download it to my phone so it was it was a few songs that i listened to i was like you know okay that's cool but it was typical trey songs as well um you know, like his type of album, Sex, Love, and Pain. Mm-hmm. And then you had the one song. And I think at the end, or it's close to the end, about the whole, like, what's happening now as far as current events. But other than that, that was, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm not surprised. Um, because can I, if I can be completely transparent and honest, like, I used to love Trey songs. Like, Ready was, like, one of my favorite records. But... I think, and I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think that all of, like, the stuff surrounding Trey songs and his, like, um, situations dealing with women, his situation with Kiki Palmer, all of that has, in general, just soured me on him a little bit. So, like, I think every time I went to even try to listen to that album, I just was like, do I want to listen to this? Nah, nah, let me go ahead and listen to something else. So, eh. That's where I'm at with Trey songs right now. Yeah, and I think that's probably what was it because I'm like, I mean, I used to like you. Like, I used to play your CDs, like, over and over and over again, and now it's like, mm, okay. Yeah. And like I said, I just listened to it, but I didn't download it. I ain't add none to, like, my favorites playlist, nothing. Like, yeah. I literally just listened. Yeah, I'm, I definitely think that unfortunately with artists sometimes i think that their personalities and shit can really just fuck up the mood like it can really turn you off to even their music even if it's not that their music is different it's just that i'm just turned off to you as a person so i don't want to hear anything that you do Mm -hmm. what else that was it for me i of course haven't read anything um and for shows, I just been watching House Hunters International, being jealous. That's all. Okay. <laughs> um. So for me, um, I haven't listened to any new music yet, but I did just see that they said Ty Dolla Sign is dropping on Friday, um, his new album. So I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna give it a chance. Hopefully, Ty doesn't disappoint and let me down. Because we know how Ty Dollar Sign works. A Ty Dollar Sign feature would be fire. But whenever he go to do his own records, it'd be like, eh. So we shall see. 
But also, rumor is is that Drake is scheduled to preparing his drop for Certified Lover Boy um, for this coming Friday on his birthday or the day before his birthday, whatever. I think Friday is the 23rd. So, yeah, the day before his birthday. But um, so that obviously if that drops, then I'll probably check it out and review it next week. Um, TV wise, I haven't really anything else. I've just been, you know, Netflixing it up one on one and half on and half and half dropped on Netflix. So I binged. I finished one on one. I finally finished the Parkers. I told you that last week. I finished the Parkers. I finished one on one already. I'm in the last couple of episodes of half and half. So then I'm just going to go back to um, finish up the game and girlfriends. And then I guess my little black shows of the nineties will be complete. (laughs) Makes me sad, but boy, was it good to kind of, to kind of rewatch those. It makes you really remember that we used to have some good ass TV back. And we took it for granted. Like, I wish that Netflix would pick up Eve though. Ooh, listen, listen, because I fucked with Eve too. That was a good show. I'm like, why y'all is coming on time for work so we could have had like more seasons? <laughs> <laughs> I Agreed. Show. And it used to come on. I don't know like where you were, but I remember with it used to come on like in the morning sometime at like five in the morning. Yeah. And I don't know why I used to be up, but I would stay up and literally watch this show and go back to sleep afterwards. Yeah. It was dope. Eve was a good fucking show. She did, like, for, when you think of, like, celebrity, I mean, typical people who go from, like, music to, um, you know, doing something like TV, she she held her own. Like, it was a good fucking show. Like, I enjoyed it from beginning to fucking end. Like, I'm with you. I didn't want the show to end. Definitely. I was like, oh, but if they picked it up, like, oh, I started half and half. I did, forget to mention it, I did start that. No, one on one, my bad. Right. So um I was like, Oh, this was good TV flicks. It was. It was. I only had to do the one thing about those shows is that they are shorter because they only have like a couple of seasons, like with half and half. I, I mean, yeah, with half and half they only have four seasons. So that's why I'm in the fourth season now, so I'm almost done with that. With one on one, I only watched the first what? three or four seasons four seasons because after the fi- the final season i didn't watch that shit because first of all i don't want to see ray j ass on nothing and then, secondly it was just a completely different show like there was no flex no you know what i mean it just wasn't the same dynamic so first four seasons enjoyed last season eh, they could throw that one away but other than that good show anything else that you want to give to the people Nothing else for me. All right. So just really quickly then, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the nerd moment of the week. So this week's nerd moment is just pretty much a bunch of kind of upcoming rumors and things that are kind of buzzing around Marvel and DC. We've been getting a lot of that lately since kind of TV is picking back up and people are starting to film again after the big COVID break or whatnot. So on the Marvel front, Marvel is kind of being pressed or pressured to release Black Widow to Disney Plus just so um, that they could have something that releases in 2020. Obviously, I think I stated on a couple of shows back, Marvel, this will be the first year that Marvel hasn't dropped anything since like 2009. Um, I will say, I feel like this is just like a high key rumor i really think that marvel is dead set on not releasing anything outside of the television shows that they've got upcoming with the falcon and winter soldier and wandavision um i definitely think black widow will probably be super early in 2021 um but i don't think we're getting anything movie wise from the mcu before 2021 also, speaking about movie uh, movies in the MCU, Natalie Portman, she did confirm that in the upcoming Thor Love, Love and Thunder movie that it will follow the comics and that we will see Jane's cancer story play out. So she will be have cancer and kind of be going through cancer treatments 
um, throughout that movie as well. Also on the rumor front, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are rumored to be being introduced to the MCU um, because as we all know, their shows on Netflix were canceled and there's kind of talks or debates on whether the actors who play those characters will be recast or kind of where that they'll go, how they'll go from there. But the way that they're saying they will introduce the characters officially into the MCU is via a love triangle with Captain Marvel. Um, obviously, just in the comics, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage do get married with Jessica Jones and Captain Marvel kind of having like a mutual love for each other. But ultimately, she chooses Luke Cage. So, I, I mean, I guess we'll see. I, I feel like if, if it follows the comics, um, we shouldn't get too much outpour from the fans or complaints from the fans. But then again, um, you know how folks in kind of the comic realms are when it comes to people of color, when it comes to um, anything LGBT, uh, uh, LBGTQ+, they freak the fuck out and they act absolutely an ass and ridiculous so we shall see kind of how how that whole thing plays out if marvel does decide to go that route as far as their introduction with those two characters um and then lastly moving on to the dc front it's similar kind of to what marvel is going through but wonder woman 1984 as we know it's this uh the the release has kind of been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. As of right now, it's been pushed back to December. Um, I think Christmas. I want to say it's supposed to be December 25th of 2020, obviously. Um, but they're saying that that may too be up in the air with kind of all of the COVID reports um, that have been coming out and the spikes that have been pre- we've been seeing and have been predicted. They don't even know. So they don't know if the, the date shall stand, if they'll push it back, kind of what the route will be. Obviously, I still believe that they will release it in movies just because, let's be honest, Wonder Woman is one of their biggest and most successful films. But um, whether it will still come out in December, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And that is it for me in the nerd moment of the week. I got nothing else. You got anything else? No, nothing else for me. All right. So per usual, thanks, guys, for listening. And um, as always, we hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Good night, guys. Good night.